This podcast is proudly brought to you by Soul Street Coffee. Start your day with a smile. You can visit them at www.soulstreetcoffee.com. And Anchor, the premier podcast hosting platform. Are you interested in launching your own podcast? Please visit them at anchor.fm. Welcome into our off-season mini-series for the National Football League. Hi, everyone. I am Summer, and I want to thank you for joining us. I am pleased to be joining Billy and Kenneth as we prepare to cover the National Football League in 2021. Kenneth announced on Twitter that with all of the cancellations and postponements in the NBA and with the unique realignment for this season in the NHL due to COVID that it was best for us as a network to take a step back, reevaluate, and strengthen our football databases for the NFL. So now that we are finishing up those new databases for the National Football League, we will do a three-part series for each division. Part 1 will look back at how each team finished the 2020 season and a look ahead to for them in 2021. We will look at their cap situation, draft picks in the first three rounds of the 2021 draft, and what is their biggest question going into this period. Part 2 will be a look back after the first wave of free agency moves and look ahead to the NFL draft. And finally, Part 3 evaluate the teams after free agency and the draft. If you have not done so already, we ask that you please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. By giving us a five-star rating, it helps get the word out about the show. So I'd like to welcome in Kenneth. Let us start with the NFC North. The Green Bay Packer won the division with a record of 13-3. The Chicago Bears finished second with a record of 8-8 and made the playoffs. The Minnesota Vikings finished third with record of 7-9. And And the Detroit Lions finished last with a record of 5-11. Up next is the Detroit Lions. Thanks, Summer. We're going to get started right there with the Detroit Lions. 2020 saw them uh, fire head coach Matt Patricia. He's now been replaced by New Orleans Saints tight end coach Dan Campbell. Now, Campbell served as the interim head coach uh, several years ago with the Miami Dolphins. Let's take a look at the Detroit Lions salary cap situation going into the 2021 season. Now, right now, the Lions have about $2 million in salary cap space, 51 players under under contract. Now, we already know that they're going to look to trade Matthew Stafford in the offseason. They've already announced that uh, they're going to be moving on and looking to transition to a new quarterback. I expect this to be based on Dan Campbell's contract and the the fact that they've already come out and announced that they're going to look to trade Matthew Stafford. I expect this to be a complete teardown from of this organization. I don't expect to see some of these names back going into the 2021 season. Wide receivers Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, I expect both of those wide receivers to be moving on to different teams uh, because both of both of those um, guys are, are free agents. I don't expect to see them re-signed. Also expect them to move on from some high-priced uh, defensive backs as well. Um, you're talking about Desmond Trufant, Justin Coleman. Would not be surprised if they moved on from uh, some guys in the front seven as well, uh, Nicholas Williams and Danny Shelton. Now, if they do all of that, and you're talking about getting Matthew Stafford's um, numbers off the books, that's going to give the line somewhere in the neighborhood of about $36 million in salary cap space. Now, that leads us into our next uh, point here, and that's the 2021 draft. 
The Lions currently sit with five picks, three of those in the first round, pick number seven overall. In the second round, number 41 overall. And in the third round, number 72 overall. So the burning question for me will be, and depending on what they get back from Matthew Stafford, I expect them to get back a one and another conditional pick, maybe um, a third round along with maybe a fourth round into the 2022 draft. So not expecting a King's ransom ransom for Matthew Stafford. Um, He is on a very um, team-friendly contract with two years remaining on his deal. I think he's guaranteed somewhere in the neighborhood of $45 million over the next two years. So a very uh, tradable contract. And I expect teams like the Washington football team, maybe even the Indianapolis Colts or the Denver Broncos to be highly interested in obtaining Matthew Stafford. So I think the Lions will get back a decent return for Matthew Stafford and start the rebuilding process. So my burning question is going to be, how are they going to surround this new incoming quarterback uh, with some more talent? And especially on the offensive um, playmaker side of the ball. The Lions also find themselves in a very difficult draft position, picking at number seven. We fully expect that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to draft Trevor Lawrence. And with potentially two other teams already currently picking in front of them in the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons, potentially drafting quarterbacks would not be surprised to see once Stafford is traded that the Lions make another move off of that and try to get up to pick number three where the Miami Dolphins currently sit. It would be a great uh, trade partner um, because they're in opposite conferences, so it's not like they're going to have to match up with, with each other if they were um, interconference. And it allows the Lions to potentially get the quarterback that they want. Now, this is assuming, and that's a big assumption right now, everything is based on what the Jets do at number two. You want to kind of have some of these uh, moves already kind of worked out so once we're at um, draft night and let's just say for spitballing here let's say the Jets trade for Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans and they're not going to take a quarterback that pick for Miami will become prime real estate if the if the Jets don't trade out so look for Detroit to be very active once that new uh, league year starts here Uh, sometime in, I think, March. Up next is the Minnesota Vikings. And up next is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, let's take a look at where the Minnesota Vikings sit as it relates to the salary cap and kind of dispel some of the things that are kind of floating out there just because of where the cap situation is and where some of these contracts are. The 
Minnesota Vikings sit right now $12 million over the cap with 57 players under contract. Now, thankfully, a lot of their more uh, valued pieces are already under contract. So what they can do is they can do some restructuring and um, kind of move some money around to uh, create some salary cap spaces. They will absolutely not be cutting Kirk Cousins. His cap number is 31 million, but projected dead money is 41 million. So if you cut Kirk Cousins, you actually lose $10 million in cap space. So to, to break that down a little bit further, so they would be $22 million in the hole as far as cap space goes. So they're not moving on from Kirk Cousins, at least not this year. Now, here's where they can look to free up some money. Defensive end slash edge rusher, Danell Hunter. He has a $17 million cap number, but $12 million of that is projected dead money. So they would save five if they cut him. You don't want to be in the business of cutting um, pass rushers if you don't have to. So they can restructure his contract. Uh, they could do the same thing with Anthony Barr. They could restructure his deal. He has a $15 million uh, cap number, uh, but if uh, seven, let's round it up to about $8 million of that is projected dead money. So they can uh, restructure his deal. Same thing with wide receiver Adam Thielen, uh, safety Harrison Smith. Now those are deals that they can all restructure. Hunter, Barr, Thielen, Smith. And if they wanted to keep Eric uh, Kendricks, the other inside linebacker, they could absolutely do that. So you could restructure those deals. And then now here's where I do think some guys could potentially be uh, let go. Raleigh Reef, the uh, left tackle, uh, cap number of about 14 million. Only 2 million of it would be dead money. So that would give them right there almost 12 million dollars on the cap so that would basically in that one move get them to um, an even cap number you could also expect them to move on from tight end kyle rudolph um i think given um age injury history saving uh five million dollars on the cap that that's a move to look look at Defensive tackle Shamar Stevens would save the team about $4 million in cap space. So those are some moves right there that they could they could potentially make and probably end up um, without all of the restructures somewhere in the neighborhood of about $25 million in salary cap space. That's plenty of money to, to make a couple of significant moves. Um, in a year where you're going to see a lot of guys hit the open market just because of roster cuts. Now, as far as the draft goes, the Vikings have a total of 11 picks currently uh, going into the 2021 draft. Let's just take a look at the first three rounds. They have three picks. Um, in round one, they have pick number 14 overall. No second round pick, but they do have two third round picks. 
pick number 78 overall and pick number 90 overall. So to go down a little bit further, they do have four fourth round picks, a fifth, two sixth, and a seventh. So this is a team that, <clears throat> excuse me, could be looking to recoup a second round pick by trading down in the first round. So Minnesota, if there's a team that's looking to come up from the lower 20s into the mid-teens to maybe pick up a quarterback, maybe get ahead of New England. If they're thinking that New England's going to go take a quarterback, that could be a prime trading partner with the Minnesota Vikings. So be on the lookout for um, some of that talk to to start to um, trickulate out um, as we start to get closer to the draft. Right now we are a little less than uh, three months away from the the draft. So um, you'll start to hear that noise um, heating up here, um, especially once the new league year starts and once we get through free agency. My burning question for the Minnesota Vikings will be, you saw the loss of Stefan Diggs and um, the absolutely uh, fantastic connection he had with uh, Josh Allen there in Buffalo. Now, Justin Jefferson is a fantastic wide receiver, had a fantastic rookie year. We know Adam Thielen is a very reliable wide receiver. Dalvin Cook, tremendous running back, but they really got to start um, tightening up this offensive line there in Minnesota and really allow Kirk Cousins to be that bootleg and scramble quarterback that um, we saw him uh, really do well um, when he was with the Washington football team. So really addressing the offensive line will probably be a very high priority along with the defensive backs and especially the cornerback position. Um, coach Zimmer is a, a defensive-minded uh, coach, and uh, that secondary definitely underperformed there with the Minnesota Vikings. So expect them to try to do some major work both in free agency and in the draft at those two critical spots for the Minnesota Vikings. After this quick commercial break, we will be back to finish up the last two teams in this division. We are pleased to be partnered with our dear friend Rachel Barbo and her organization I'm Changing the Narrative. The mission of I'm Changing the Narrative is to promote positive mental health and good love for yourself and others to serve as an inspiration for students, professionals and parents to create an individual legacy of purpose, passion and platform. Rachel speaks to athletes about taking back the headlines for good, showing them that they have the power to change the narrative and to find their purpose in life outside of their sport. To live lives of purpose, passion and platform. Just like her inspiration, Alabama and NFL star, Kevin Turner did before he succumbed to ALS and CTE. For more information please visit www.iamchangingthenarrative.org Head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of our good friend David Walker's book, I'll Tell You When You're Good. This is the incredible story of Walker's demanding, provocative, bitterly fought career, and the most miraculous comeback of all time. Now the hardest fighting fight in Texas Ag who ever lived reveals his life as the on-field general inside the cold-blooded arena of college football. Join fans now in discovering the most disturbingly fascinating career in NCAA history with the youngster who lived it, including unique stories of a superb high school coach and the all-time game changers for Aggie football, the Wishbone Gang. Walker is the only college-level quarterback to ever publish a book based on his experiences in amateur athletics, and remains the youngest starting college athlete ever. 
He held the single-season passing record at Sulphur High for 40 years and the single-game QB rushing record at Texas on for 35 years, a true dual-threat quarterback. Enjoy the flavor of Southwest Louisiana and the adopted Texas swagger in his unique voice as he takes you down a one-of-a-kind path you could never imagine possible in the modern era of college football. In so doing you will uncover what may be the greatest amateur sports story of all time. The Rebel Walk is your source for the best coverage of Ole Miss sports. You can follow our good friend, Ole Miss Evie on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie, and you can follow The Rebel Walk on Twitter at The Rebel Walk. Be sure to check out their website at www.therebelwalk.com. Welcome back, everyone. So, Kenneth, let us finish up with the two remaining teams in this division. Up next is the Chicago Bears. And let's start with the Chicago Bears. The Bears sit about $11 million over the cap with 47 um, players under contract. A lot of free agents on this roster. Um, pending free agents uh, number currently sits at 32. Um Usually we save the burning question for the end, but with the with the Bears in this franchise, we have to start right off the top here, and that is what do they do with uh, unrestricted free agent quarterback Mitch Trubisky? Do they try to sign him to a one- or two-year kind of prove-it deal, or do they just let him walk and just become an unrestricted free agent? But even on a bigger note is what do they do with wide receiver and their best offensive player, Allen Robinson. He is a pending free agent, and he could absolutely walk out a door um, with nothing in return. So that's going to be a very challenging question that the Chicago Bears are going to have to answer and answer very quickly. Now, they do have some ability to uh, make some, some maneuvers within the cap and that's uh restructure some deals like for cornerback cal fuller to free up some salary cap space they could also um look to move on from some guys especially on their offensive line talking about left tackle charles leno jr um moving on from him would save the team about six million dollars in salary cap space uh, same thing for tight end Jimmy Graham. Saved the team about $7 million in cap space if they just flat out released him. Also, do they want to bring back Akeem Hicks at a restructured number or just release him and save about $11 million on the cap? So those are some potential questions that the Bears are going to have to answer very quickly in free agency. Taking a look at the Bears draft situation, the Bears come into the 2021 draft with eight overall picks, three of those in the uh, first three rounds, pick number 20 in the first round, in the second round, pick number 52 overall, and in the third round, the Bears have pick number 83 currently overall. They also have a fifth round pick, three sixth round picks, and a seventh round pick. So the the burning question and the major question for this franchise is what are they planning on doing at the quarterback position? And are they going to go ahead and blow up this roster and start to transition with 
a new quarterback and potentially moving on from some very high priced veterans and just completely hitting a reset or look to make a splash in free agency by um, acquiring a quarterback and possibly trying to entice Allen Robertson to come back on a multi-year deal to the Chicago Bears. Up next is the Green Bay Packers. And up next is the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers will enter the 2021 season almost $29 million over the cap. And we've heard all the, the chatter about how unhappy Aaron Rodgers is with um, the general manager and um, expect to see um, some very significant uh, moves here in the offseason. And I'm going to start with the burning question is to get under the cap, uh, you do have some guys that you like already on this roster that you can give some restructured contracts to and really kind of satisfy not only your quarterback, but going into the draft, give him some more confidence about the direction of where this team is going to be going in 2021. Here are four contracts that I think the Green Bay Packers could, could restructure and send a very good message to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay fan base. And we're going to start right there with Aaron Rodgers. Um, expected to be announced for the third time as the NFL's MVP. I would also look to restructure the deal for wide receiver Devontae Adams. Also, the the two, um, three, three, four outside rush brothers, the Smith brothers, as they are, are known, not related, but it's, it's just a nice way of uh, referring to them. Zendarius Smith and Preston Smith. Go ahead and restructure those deals to free up some cap space. Now, would not be surprised to see them move on from some players like Billy Turner off of the offensive line, uh, inside linebacker Christian Kurtzy and Ricky Wagner, uh, respectively. Do not surpri- Do not be surprised if those players are not back in the 2021 season with the Green Bay Packers. Going and changing gears to the draft, the Packers come into the draft with 10 picks total uh, for the 2021 draft. Three of those uh, coming in the first three rounds, pick number 29, I believe, um, at the bottom of the second round and the bottom of the third round because they didn't make the Super Bowl. So we know that they're pretty much locked in right there at those picks. They also have two fourth round picks, two fifth round picks, two sixth and a seventh. Now, we know that last year's uh, wide receiver draft was one of the deepest and most talented uh, position groups we've seen in a long time coming to the NFL. This draft class may even be better at the wide receiver spot. So from the Green Bay Packers, I am absolutely going to get Aaron Rodgers another wide receiver. You don't have to go get him in the first round if you want to trade out of the first round and pick up a another pick um, in the second round and get a a future pick, that's fine. But 
I'm absolutely not coming out of day two without a bona fide wide receiver out of this draft. So whether it's in round one, round two, or round three, before round three is over, you better be able to sell Aaron Rodgers on at least one wide receiving threat that you pick up for him, if not doing something in free agency. So give Aaron more weapons and allow him to maybe make one or two more runs at a Super Bowl. You saw against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just a lack of having an additional uh, big time, big play wide receiver really hurt them against Tampa Bay and not being able to uh, pass block as well. We know that Bartieri uh, went out with the um, injury, so that hurt the offensive line. May look at also adding uh, another offensive lineman um, high in the draft. So come out with an offensive um, lineman, a wide receiver, and some secondary help. And the Packers could absolutely be in contention not only to win the NFC North again um, in the 2021 season, but make another deep playoff run and hopefully for Packer fans, get to and win another Lombardi trophy. We hope that you have enjoyed this special edition episode as we get ready for the 2021 NFL and college football seasons. Be sure to head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of our good friend David Walker's book, I'll Tell You When You're Good. Please give a follow to our good friend Ole Miss Evie on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie and her fantastic site at The Rebel Walk. We are also proud to support our dear friend Rachel Barbeau and her organization I'm Changing the Narrative. For more information please visit www.imchangingthenarrative.org. Be sure to check our good friends at Whitwell Sports. Their mission is simple, to provide the best product and service to their customers. They take great pride in their company, their commitment to customer service, and in the product they sell. Their website is www.witwillsports.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at TitleTowel. Be sure that catch Kenneth breaking down the game of the week in the SEC on the Southern Gentleman Sports Show with the Georgia Dog, Pac-12 Dave, Noel Core, Irish Bill, Tiger Mike, and Ms. Callie Cash on the Ticket 850 where you can stream the show at www.wearesportsradio.com. Also be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at time underscore advantage. In closing, we want to say thank you for listening to this preview for this weekend's games. And remember whether it is the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, or the, the SEC and Mid-America conferences in college football. Because we are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network and we are here to help you find your sports advantage. For Kenneth and Billy, this is summer and a wonderful day everybody.